You are invited to the 2020 Red Maryland Leadership Conference, which comes at you on Saturday, January the 11th, 2020, from the Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis. Join us as we hear guest speakers, including Commerce Secretary Kelly Schultz, Delegate Kathy Shalega, Doug Mayer from the 2018 Hogan for Governor campaign, Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers from WBAL Radio, Maria Sophia, the chair of the Maryland Young Republicans, Ian Patrick Hines, Rory McShane, and a host of other fantastic speakers. This conference will help prepare the groundwork for your next election success and the success of conservatism across the state. Tickets are on sale now. The conference sold out in 2019, so you are not going to want to miss out on buying your tickets today. Go to RedMarylandConference.com to learn how to buy your ticket, your sponsorship, or your vendor table. That's RedMarylandConference.com. Go buy your tickets today for the 2020 Red Maryland Leadership Conference. It's time for the Air Raid. Here's your host, Brian Griffiths. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Air Raid here on the Red Maryland Network. It is Sunday, June the 2nd, 2019. Hope you and yours have had a fantastic weekend. Today's topic is going to be the symphony. Yes, it's going to be the symphony. And, of course, we're not going to talk about the music because, realistically, what the hell do I know about about symphonic music? The last time I went to see a symphony play, I think I was in I think I was in high school or maybe it was even middle school and we we went as a field trip we we went to see the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. The last time I went to the Meyerhoff was to see a comedy show and that was God that was ten fifteen years ago at this point. as you know um Earlier this year, the, uh, the, the General Assembly passed into law the bill signed by the governor um, was a bill that granted the General Assembly $1.6 million a year in fiscal 2020 and fiscal 2021 um, and, and just handed that money over to the symphony and an idea that was going to... Um, that was going to address a labor dispute amongst the the symphony orchestra. That at the time I criticized that. I criticized this back in back in April. Um, you know, the ostensible reason was to end a labor dispute and help the union. Uh, you know, rep, you know, help the union representing its missions. Now, you know, having its musicians rather now. I said at the time, uh, if you find that not to be a compelling public interest to require taxpayer funds, you are not alone. One of the issues at the time um, 
that the sponsor, who Maggie McIntosh, who of course failed, spectac- failed spectacularly in her bid to become speaker, was that she wanted to give a handout to the symphony and to create a state-funded working group to study the symphony's organizational problems. Now, that should have been a red flag to a lot of people. It should have been a red flag to the governor. It should have been a red flag to the many members of the General Assembly who voted for this. Just just to remind you of this, this bill passed 45 to 1 in the state Senate. Andrew Serafini was the only Republican senator, the only senator at all, to vote against this bill. So a lot of the guys who should know better, and you know who you are, a lot of conservative Republican senators who should know better voted for this bill. And a lot of the members in Republicans in the House voted for this bill. It passed the House 106 to 29. There were a lot of Republicans, including Republican leadership, that voted for this bill. Some of the people who have been criticizing this bill, Republican legislators on social media who have been criticizing the symphony in recent days, voted for this bill, despite the fact it's not a compelling state interest to have a symphony. And because it's not the organization, the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra had organizational problems before this week's news. Now, this week's news, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, is the fact that the symphony had to, in a money-saving effort, decided to to cancel a great deal of, of their performances over the summer. The bottom line was they couldn't afford to pay the musicians. There has been a lot of consternation over the last week about the symphony. Um, Governor Hogan wisely decided to to withhold the funding. You see, this is the interesting thing, too, and I, this goes back to something that we talk about frequently here, uh, both on the air raid, on Red Maryland in general, is mandated spending and how this is part of a... Uh, a mandate that came forth from the Democrats in the General Assembly. And of course, yes, the Republicans who signed on to this stupid legislation too. But it's part of the mandated spending, part of the problem that we have. As you know, education comes first. So this money is part of a fenced-off pool of money that gives the governor discretion as to whether or not to spend this money. So the governor has correctly, in light of the organizational train wreck that the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra is right now, is holding back that money. He's not giving it to him, and nor should he. The Baltimore Sun um, has kind of weighed in on this. Democrats in the General Assembly have weighed in on this, saying, oh, well, the governor should just release the money. The governor should make sure that the symphony gets their money. And this goes back to just the Democrats' philosophy, the Democratic philosophy of governance. It's very instructive what we're learning here just based off this one bill. This is the things that a lot of people who, who pay attention to politics miss out on. People see the big picture. They don't see the little parts of the picture that explain why the big picture is the way that it is. If you've paid attention to the Kerwin Commission, you know that the Democratic solution to education is to just throw more money at the problem. Changes be damned. Don't worry about results. Don't worry about accountability. Don't worry 
about what's actually going on in our schools, just throw more money at the problem, and everything will be better. And the usual suspects, the same Democrats who say that about education, are saying that about this $1.6 million of funding for the symphony. Now again, $1.6 million in a budget that's, in, that's measured in the billions is a very infinitesimal part of our state budget. I, I grant you that. But it's instructive. Everybody knows, it is very obvious that there are serious and systemic organizational issues in the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. There's disputes between orchestra, um, orchestra management, symphony management, and its labor union, the people who represent their musicians. I'm willing to bet that the musicians would be a lot better off if they weren't represented by a union, but that's neither here nor there. And it's very obvious that the, the, the issues that are causing this financial shortfall are come from management. It's very clear that the symphony is being mismanaged. And we know that because of this dispute with their musicians. We know this because they're running out of money. They don't have enough money to meet their obligations. We know this because they can't seem to raise the money to cover their shortfalls. They're a nonprofit symphony orchestra. They already get millions every year in state arts grants, handouts from the state, and then they had to go beg and have legislators beg for an additional $1.6 million to cover the shortfall. The number of red flags here with the symphony orchestra are startling. And there were startling, and people knew this before the extra $3.2 million was set aside as a handout to the symphony. If the symphony were as good, as well off, as they should be for a nonprofit organization, one that's been around for decades, one that puts on so many shows every year, then there should be people lining up to stroke a check to help cover their shortfall. And it's instructive that they're not. The symphony is one of those things. People love the cultural arts. People love people thinks that think that having a symphony makes a city big time. And you get a lot of rich people who just get off on the idea of having their names attached to the symphony or attached to the theater or attached to other arts projects. But those people, Baltimore's 1%, if you will, they're not stroking those checks. They're not helping the symphony out. They are not doing anything to bail them out. Now, Dan Rodericks, of course, is complete. And this is. <laughs> uh, Dan Rodericks. If there's one thing Dan Rodericks loves. Loves to do. It's to spend other people's money. You know, he's been he's been a, a reporter for the Baltimore Sun, a writer for the Baltimore Sun for forty years. Apparently, doesn't know how to manage money, doesn't know anything about how to make money, 
doesn't know anything about tax policy. This is the same jabroni who wanted to build a brand new arena in Baltimore strictly to get a WNBA team in Baltimore. So again, we're not ta- Dan Rodgers is not somebody who's blessed with knowledge, blessed with with forethought, blessed with foresight. He's not blessed with self-awareness. And he's all over the Twitter machine saying, look at the data. Maryland is loaded with millionaires who could easily help the BSO without any charity suffering. It's what the BSO board and development staff should be working on beyond the usual suspects. Look at the data. You know, it's just amazing stuff. Where are you? Step up. You could afford to even... You could afford to, even before the Trump tax cuts. Again, a guy who apparently has no money and is not willing to step up is perfectly willing to, willing to spend the money of millionaires and insist that they step up to save the symphony. Now, I think it's important to have a symphony. I think having a symphony is a good thing. But why would a millionaire or any person write a check to an organization that seems to be as mismanaged, misguided, and frankly incompetent as the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. People who have made money, people who have earned money, people who are not like Dan Rodericks, people who are not like Democrats in the General Assembly, they know... That you just can't keep throwing good money after bad. You can't just throw money at a problem without changing the underlying underlying reason that there is a problem to start with. You would have to be stupid to think that just giving money to an organization that's hemorrhaging money is going to fix the problem. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to hemorrhage the money. Giving an organization like the BSO a million dollar check, if you are of means and can do that, it's like giving a junkie more drugs. All you're doing is enabling them. Now again, look, I have nothing against the symphony. It's not my scene. I get it. It is for some people, okay? There's a cultural, there's plenty of cultural reasons for there to be a symphony. But there is no, and I mean no, Compelling reason for the state to be providing funding to the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. Under the same logic, the state government should be funding other cultural institutions in Maryland, like the Marching Ravens, Drum and Fife Bands, Rock Bands. What do we next? Are we going to give $100,000 to Good Charlotte for their cultural and artistic impact of state culture? Are we going to ask to build another Hammerjacks? What are we doing here? The symphony is nice to have, but as a private entity, it's got to sink or swim on its own. It's very clear the Baltimore Symphony needs a massive restructuring. It's very clear that the people who are already mismanaging the money need to be kicked out and put in with people who are fiscally responsible. And those people need to plan to do that with no state money. Yes, I am saying that not only... Should the $1.6 million that have been allocated for this not be not be 
unfrozen by the governor. I'm saying that all state funding should be pulled from the symphony. The symphony's gotten plenty of money from us, but between those grants, the upgrades at the Strathmore in Montgomery County, let the symphony sink or swim on its own. And if it is important for the Baltimore to have a symphony, then like a phoenix, a new symphony will arise from the ashes of the old. It's very easy for Democrats and Dan Rodericks to want to spend other people's money on something that they enjoy. But that's not the role of government. It's not their decision to make. And if the Baltimore Symphony is a 501c3, can't cut it on its own, then it should wind down its operations and close and open up the symphony space for somebody else who can do it in a way that is sustainable, that is profitable, and that is economically solvent for the future. Because this BSO is not worthy of tax dollars or your donations. I want to thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of the Air Raid. Be sure to check out all of our Red Maryland Network programming. Thursday, I'm back. I'll be flying solo this week on a brand new episode of the flagship Red Maryland Radio here on the Red Maryland Network. Uh, uh, Greg occasionally does shows on Saturdays, the Conservative Refuge, and I'll be back next Sunday with a brand new episode of the Air Raid here on the Red Maryland Network. Be sure to stay tuned to the flagship, redmaryland.com, the home base for all things Red Maryland. And please be sure to uh, support Red Maryland on Patreon, patreon.com slash redmaryland. Unlike the Baltimore Symphony, we are <laughs> we we don't waste your money. We aren't running in the red. Um but what we can do with that extra money is to make sure that we are providing uh, us this service to you and can provide this service to more people. A lot of great things are going to be available on Patreon, so please be sure to check out patreon.com slash redmaryland, and we thank you for your support. Of course, uh, you can subscribe to Red Maryland Network Programming on an iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, the TuneIn Radio app, and Google Play, and have shows like this one automatically downloaded to the device of your choice. And, of course, you can like us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash redmaryland. We're on Instagram, at redmaryland. We're on Twitter, at redmaryland. Please make sure to invite your friends, family, neighbors, colleagues, coworkers, co-religious, in-laws, and outlaws to share our stuff, to follow our stuff. Please share it with your Facebook groups, on, on your community association groups. Um, email it to folks. Please make sure that you are sharing the latest and greatest of Red Maryland with those folks. Of course, you can contact us at any time. RedMaryland at gmail.com is how you can do that. And you can always email or text or call the Red Maryland Topic line, rather, 410-205-4875, 410-205-4875, and we will feature your comments on a future Red Maryland Network program. Folks, thank you very much for joining us this week's episode of the Air Raid. Stay tuned to RedMaryland.com. For all the latest and greatest in Maryland politics. For everybody here at the network, thank you very much for listening. You have been listening to The Air Raid. I am Brian Griffiths. Good night and God bless. You are invited to the first annual Montgomery County Teenage Republicans Banquet on Tuesday, June the 11th. Join guest speaker, former Governor Bob Ehrlich, at Buca de Beppo, 122 Kentlands Avenue in Gaithersburg. This event is free for teenage Republicans, but $40 for adults. For more information, contact Ryan Nyadak at ryan at nyadak.net. That's R-Y-A-N at G-N-I-A-D-E-K dot net. Or Dwight Patel at Dwight at DwightNation.com. Authority Montgomery County Republican Central Committee. 
Don Irvine Treasurer. You were invited to the 2019 Montgomery County Republican Party Lincoln Day Dinner, featuring guest speaker Lieutenant Governor Boyd Rutherford. This dinner takes place on Monday, June 17th at the Doubletree Hotel, 8120 Wisconsin Avenue in Bethesda. Sponsorship opportunities are available. For tickets and more information, visit mcgop.com and click on 2019 LDD. Authority Montgomery County Republican Central Committee, Don Irvine Treasurer. 